0: Welcome to the Valley Church. Our mission is to see change lives, and we hope this relevant teaching inspires you to take the next step in your journey. Thanks for checking out the podcast and enjoy the message. Well, Happy New Year. Uh, great to be with you today as we kick off 2023. My name is Mark. Um, just excited for this new series I'll get to it in a second. I want to welcome everyone joining us online. Those of you who are in the pajamas and coffee and uh, second cup of coffee, maybe. We're glad you're with us. Uh, talk to our chat host; let them know you're there. We would love to know you're with us today. This new series is called Resolve. Uh, it's going to be a five-weeker because there are five Sundays in January. And so we're going to be looking at the life of Daniel. So we're going to be in the book of Daniel, and I'm going to kick that off in chapter one today in just a little bit, and we'll give everyone a chance to kind of follow along with that. The word resolve literally means to reach a firm decision about to reach a firm decision about. And so as we look at this concept of resolve and what what are we gonna resolve in 2023 and what's that look like today and how does that play a role in our faith? It's to make a firm decision about. The title of today's message is The Power of Resolve. Now, I don't know, some of you probably are more of conformists. Maybe some of you are more of non-conformists. I'm kind of one of those guys who's a round peg in a square hole, Um, a little bit, I go to a beat of a different drum. Maybe it's because I'm left-handed, right? And just us lefties, we're just a little bit different. I shared uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe about a month ago, one clear example of how I am a nonconformist or frankly, I probably just don't care a lot what others think about me. That can be a really good quality on one end, that can uh, be so good on the other end. Uh, And I said, I had this vest I had this vest I wore, which would be a prime example of being a nonconformist, of really not caring what someone thought. I would wear this vest all the time, it had 30 pockets in it, um, it was the coolest thing ever, uh, and then I got married. yeah. And I, But I mentioned it a few weeks ago, and um, someone the following week came and brought me a present, and... It's a beautiful vest. Now it's, it's as close as you can get. It doesn't have 30 pockets. I mean, 30 pockets was so legit. So I don't even remember how to put them on. Okay, there we go, okay. And so, I mean, right? I mean, this is pretty legit. You can see why I wore it, right? Okay, I mean, it doesn't get much more real than that. Okay. Now, most of my family loves me. Some of them like me. And they, for Christmas said, you know, I heard he got this vest and he's going to probably start wearing it, and he likes his vest. So they decided, hey, we're going to get him another vest because we can't have him looking stupid. And here we go, okay? That actually looks halfway decent, right? You know, kudos to my mother-in-law, okay, on that one. I'm going to wear it because I'm a non-conformist, right? Conformity is something that it's common, right? It, it can happen. Uh, our world asks us to conform to a lot of things. It's, it's different to be an outside looking in. It's easier to kind of go with the flow, right? It's easier to kind of just status quo it. In fact, I found this definition the other day of a non-conformist. This is not a true definition, but a, a definition of not conforming in Bible talk. It said a holy defiance, a holy defiance of the status quo. Nonconforming. Holy defiance of the status quo. In other words, status quo is living a life that's just normal. Status quo is just kind of not not living a life of significance, not living a life of purpose when we look at it from a biblical perspective. In fact, Paul said this in Romans 12, verses one and two. He said this to the church in Rome. He said, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not, what? Do not conform, okay? Kids, let's say it, okay? Out loud and loudly. Do not, very good, to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Do not conform, do not conform, do not conform, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Therefore, as a result of that, you will be able to test and approve God's good, his pleasing, his perfect will. And so as we look at this new series today, as we dive into the book of Daniel, as we look at this topic of conforming versus resolve and conforming and not conforming and transformation, I think all of us would say, if I have an option between conforming or being transformed, no matter where you fall on the faith, continue in where God, where God fits into your life or doesn't fit into your life. I'm guessing all of us would say, at least just on a basic level, I'd rather be transformed this year. I'd rather new things happen in my life. I'd rather new exciting things than just to settle for conforming. We're going to be in Daniel chapter 1 today. Uh, we're going to be in verse 1 to start. We're going to go through about verse 8 or 9. The verse will be uh, the passage will be up on the screen. Parents, if you want with your kids, you can pull up the the YouVersion Bible app for Daniel chapter 1. If you want the same translation I'm going to be in it's the, the New Living trans- version or the the NIV, excuse me, New International. I put two verses together. The New International version, the NIV. There's Bibles into rows. I didn't didn't look up the page number, but if you turn to the middle and then go to the right, you'll run into Daniel. But a cool opportunity if you want to do that together. Here's what it says in verse one. It says, in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, we got to say that one out loud and loudly because it's just a really cool name. Ready on three. One, two, three. Jehoiakim King of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, which maybe is even a cooler name, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. In the third year of the king of Judah, third year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar from another kingdom came over, besieged it. I'm going to stop there. And, and because the kids are in here, I'm, I would like to give a lot of context to this because it would be really good. But their eyes are going to glaze over and they're going to. So I'm going to do an Old Testament survey, some of your adults would too, but I'm going to give you an Old Testament survey in about 65 seconds to set the context for what we're dealing with here. Okay, ready, set, go. You had uh, Joseph end up going into Egypt. They're in Egypt for 400 years. They're brought out of Egypt by a guy by the name of Moses. Moses takes them to the promised land, the land of Canaan that God had promised. They get to the edge. Moses can't lead them in because he disobeyed God. Jer, uh, Joshua then becomes the leader, leads them into the promised land. They get into the promised land. Now we're in about Deuteronomy, okay? Or, or in Joshua. Get the judges. There's 400 years, 400 years of judges who lead the people. After that, the people say, we want a king, we want a king, we want a king. God says, I'm your king. He said, no, and they said, no, we want a king. So he said, all right, here you go. So they had three kings, Saul, David, and Solomon. After Solomon, there was a civil war. There became a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. The northern kingdom was called... Uh, I just forgot the name of it, okay? Assyria, okay? Southern kingdom was called Judah, okay? The northern kingdom was taken into captivity. Uh, Then the southern, and that was in about uh, 722 BC. And then the southern kingdom, Judah, with the the capital city of Jerusalem in 586 is when Nebuchadnezzar came into place. That might've been more than 65 seconds, but that covered a lot of the Old Testament. Not that you shouldn't read it, we'll get that in a little bit, okay? That's the setting here. Northern kingdom has been destroyed, because of their rebellion, God had said, if you don't, you will be taken into captivity. And that happened. Southern kingdom lasted a little bit longer, about 140 years later. And here's the, here's the time, okay? Nebuchadnezzar is the king of Babylon. That's in modern day Iraq. He comes in and he starts taking over that country. And here's how he does it. In verse two, we're going to read verses two through eight. Let's go ahead. It says, the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, being the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, along with some of the articles from the temple of God. These he carried off to the temple of his God in Babylon and put the treasure house of his God. Then the king ordered, a Pez, is it? I can't read that. Okay, okay. Ashapaz, chief of his court officials to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and his nobility. Okay. So he's taken over the king. He took out the king. You got to take the leader out first. And then he comes after some of the young folks, some of the leaders in that area. Okay. And he says of, of nobility, young, without any physical defect, handsome, and showing aptitude for every kind of learning. So kids, this is like your dad, right? Okay. Young, handsome, smart. Okay. All right, we can move on. Well-informed, quick to understand and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. It says they were trained for how many years? Three. Trained for three years. And after that, they entered into the king's service. Among those who were chosen were some from Judah. Their names were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief official gave them a new name said to Daniel, you're going to be Belshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to um, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. And it says in verse eight, it says this, but Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself in this way. So you're like, okay, what's the big deal? Why did Daniel get so upset about this food? Now, it's January 1st, and we all come up with these resolutions, so by a show of hands, how many of you like food? Okay, keep, keep those hands up. How many of you like food that's not good for you? Okay. How many of you are going to try to eat less or resolving to eat less of that food that's not good for you this year? Okay. All right. How many of you have already failed in that journey? <laughs> right. How many of you are saying, ah, that's a good, let's just start that in 2024, 2023"? Yeah, okay, right. That's not the issue. It's not a food issue or liking the food or not liking the food. Here's the deal. Daniel knew that that food had been sacrificed to the foreign gods of the Babylonian land, and see, Daniel knew what was we call it the Old Testament, but back in his time, it was called the the Law and the Prophets. Daniel knew the Bible. And Daniel was so determined to follow after God and to obey God. And by him eating that food that had been sacrificed to idols, he's joining alongside that idol worship, okay? And also, another reason he might've said no to this is if he's gonna sit at the king's table every day, he's then sitting in, in, in fellowship, if you will, for someone who's disobeying God every single day. And he didn't want any part of that. See, Daniel knew what the Bible said. In fact, it says this in Exodus chapter 34. I don't have it on the screen, but I'll just read it to you on verse 14 and 15. It says, God said this to the people. He said, do not worship any other God for the Lord whose name is jealous is a jealous God. Be careful not to make a treaty with those who live in the land for when they prostitute themselves to their gods and sacrifice to them, they will invite you and you will eat their sacrifices. See, Daniel had made a determination a long time ago that he was gonna follow after God. Daniel had made a determination many years earlier, and there's not a lot of years. This is so fitting, by the way, that kids and teens are in here today. Daniel and his buddies were probably 16 to 18 years old, plus or minus a year or two. They were teenagers. Can you imagine, by the way, as a teenager, he's yanked out of his homeland. There's so much context here, but he's yanked out of his homeland. Nebuchadnezzar was such a wise and strategic leader. That's how he became the biggest empire at that time. He took him in groups of three. In the first round of taking the people out of exile, as we just read there, he took the youngest, the strongest, the brightest the ones who were going to be able to make a huge difference. He did that for a couple reasons. Number one, it was just strategic. If you're going to set up a new empire, take some really good people with you to help you get even stronger. The second thing is he didn't want them back in Judah because <laughs> if you leave some of the really good ones behind, they could all get together and revolt against you. The third reason he did it, I'm sure he had more than three, but the third the other reason would be take this one group there and they disobey you. There's penalties, sometimes losing your life in that time to disobedience. Their word will travel back to the homeland of Judah, and they'll, be, they'll shape up a little bit for the next round. Judah's, or excuse me, Daniel's a teenager. He's a teenager. But he knew what the Bible said, and he had a relationship with God. And when the opportunity came, just think about this. He's in a foreign land. No one knows him No one's going to know if he skirts the rules. No one knows if he's just going to dabble in this. But it says in verse 8, it says this. But Daniel, I love this. But Daniel, but Daniel resolved himself. Some translations say it this way, but Daniel purposed in his heart. You see, when it comes to resolving things, when it comes to deciding if we're going to follow after God or if we're just going to kind of go the way of the world and kind of just conform to whatever others want us to be. Teens, if you're with your friends and they want to do X, Y, or Z, you just kind of go with what they're saying. Or if you want to be a nonconformist and say, you know what, I want to have a different model that I run my life by. I want a different foundation of my life. I want a different operating system. You don't make that decision right in the moment. I've learned this. In the moment of the temptation, in the moment of this decision to make a poor decision, you don't make the right decision typically in that moment unless you've resolved long before that I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to cheat on the taxes. That's for your parents. You guys probably don't pay taxes yet. I'm not going to fudge the data. I'm not going to lie for the coworker, I'm not going to, right? You don't in that moment, because the pressure's pretty intense, you've decided a long time ago, talk bad about a friend at the lunch table, not invite this kid to come sit with you. All those things, you make those decisions so far earlier because you've resolved. You see, the thing with resolving, in this one translation said, he purposed in his heart. Why? Because courage is always an inside job. It always starts in the inside, it goes to the outside. In other words, it's got to start with the heart, it's got to start with the mind. Notice how many times the Bible talks about the heart and the mind. Why? Because if you allow those to be transformed, then the external will take care of itself. We live in a culture that's so focused on the external, right? We look at the results, we look at what we accomplish, we look at what we see. But the reality is that it's what you allow God to do inside that he's going to eventually do outside. You've maybe heard it said this way before. God's going to do something in you before he can do something through you. And the question is, in 2023, we start with a blank slate in some ways. I think that's the excitement, right? That's why we, well, I know you stayed up for another reason last night. I won't bring that up, okay? okay. But that's, that's something that I think the whole world, everyone has a new year, right? That starts in certain country, right? That's something that's universal across this world. And there's just something about January 1st, 2023, that's like a fresh beginning. It's looking forward, not looking back. And that's, that's a positive thing. That's an encouraging thing to do. And I would encourage us as we dive into this year, are we going to resolve? Are we going to deal with the inside before we worry about the external? Are we going to allow God to make some changes in our heart? Are we going to allow him to make some changes in how we think? Are we going to allow him more access to all of our, all of our being, to all of our life? Or are we just going to kind of give him access to the things we're okay with and then hold back the other ones? But it says, but Daniel, but Daniel resolved in his heart. And then it's so cool what it says in verse 9. It says this in two words in verse 9. It says, now God. But Daniel, now God. But Daniel, now God. And it doesn't change. But Mark, now God. Mark, I have to resolve in my heart. I have to make the determination if I'm going to follow after God, if I'm going to allow him to have access to all of who I am and allow him to transform me, allow him just to do whatever he wants to do. That's the decision all of us have to make this year, no matter our age. Whether you're a kid in here, a teenager or an adult, you and I all have to make the decision... Are we going to allow God access to our lives and starting today? But here's a really cool thing. Now God. In other words, when we do that, we have our responsibility. But when we allow God to start working in and through us, then God does what only he does. Now God, if you read the rest of it, God gave them so much favor. They went on this diet of vegetables and water. And you can read it for yourself. I'm going to go in, but essentially... Daniel says, hey, I'm not going to defile myself. I am not going to, I'm not going to disobey God. I, even though I'm in a foreign land, even though maybe no one will know. Sounds familiar, by the way, like no one's ever going to know, you know, what stays in Babylon, what happens in Babylon, stays in Babylon, right? You know, uh, no one's going to know, you know, what, what goes on there. But he said, but God does. I talked about that on Christmas Eve, by the way, right? God's everywhere. Yahweh Shema, right? He sees everything. But he said, the challenge, what God said, or Daniel said, hey, I'm not going to defile myself. And me and my buddies, we're going to eat vegetables pretty much. And we're going to eat water. And after 10 days, if we look weaker or more decrepit, then the king can do what he wants. And, said, and you could read it in your Bible too, but it says after 10 days, they, they look healthier and they look stronger and more fit than anyone else. First service, I forgot this object lesson, so you're gonna benefit from it. I thought, you know, kids are in here and we're starting new re- resolutions and this whole thing had to deal with food and eating vegetables and water. So, you know, some of you, here, here's your lunch, okay? Anyone, okay? Got some, these are yours, okay? It's not Christmas never stops, okay? There you go, okay? I know you want carrots, Okay. There we go, okay, yep, there we go. That's a bad throw, but it got close enough, okay? And we have, there's that vest. The vest is mine, that's staying here. I got some water here, okay? It's plastic, okay? Any more, yep. Well, man, I don't want anyone to go to ER on Christmas, New Year. Okay, there we go, okay? I can throw these farther, okay? Heads up in the back, there we go, Okay? Some of you are checking your phones. Okay, that woke you up there. Heads up, okay. I did play some baseball. I can hit my target decently well, okay. I got some more water. I told you first service missed out on this, okay. Okay, there you go. Excellent hands, Grandpa. Okay, there we go. Sorry for you online. This is why you got to come on site. There you go. Fox boys wrestle for it. First wrestling match of the year. Probably not, probably. And there you go. Heads up, Rachel. Okay, there we go. All right, sorry. I have more water somewhere. That's all the carrots we have, okay? (laughs) See, first, you and I have to conquer our inner self. We have to allow God access. And when we resolve to say, God, you know what? I want 2023 to be different than 2022. I, I want to see God, you do some things in my life. I want to experience more of your presence, I want to experience more of your power. I want to experience your healing. I want to experience just you. That's a cool thing with God, like just him, just to experience him. And then you get the cool words of now God. In other words, when you allow God to do that and just allow his grace and allow his mercy, allow his forgiveness and allow his spirit to control you, then God will take care of the rest. And we're going to, as we unpack this the next couple of weeks, there's things about a lion's den that Daniel runs into, all these things that God just continued to show up, and God continued to provide, and God continued to show the miraculous. Why? Because Daniel resolved that his life was going to be obedient to God. I read this story recently about a, this true story, about a 400-year-old redwood tree one day just fell over. That doesn't happen very often, actually pretty much never, okay? If you know redwood trees, right, redwood trees out wet in the Northwest, California, enormous, I mean, there's some that are carved out in the middle, you drive cars through, it's pretty stinking cool, you don't get that in Ohio kids, okay? Fell over. Now you, you hear that story, like I did, and you're like, okay, I'm sure it got struck by lightning, right? That's probably what you're thinking. It got struck by lightning, or there was some massive, incredible storm that came through, or, um... Maybe there was something really sinister going on and a bunch would take a bunch of guys with chainsaws, but I mean, there was a bunch of that going on. And the reality was that none of those things happened. And after, when the biologists were inspecting the tree, this 400 year old massive redwood tree that just, they just don't topple over for no reason. They discovered the following, that insects, thousands and thousands of this particular insect had gotten under the bark of that tree and had gotten inside the tree. And for who knows how long had been having a steady diet of inner tree for a long time. And this tree that looked perfect on the outside, that was majestic, that was huge, that was the the thing that we marvel and look at redwoods as incredible, in the inside was hollow. In the inside was dying. And then finally one day, what happened? Boom. And I read that story, and I'm like, that sums up our lives somewhat, doesn't it? <laughs> right? <laughs> the exterior can look good. You can put the smile on. We can quote the Bible verses. You can sing the songs. We can whatever. We can do the christian East thing. But in the inside, kind of rotten away. In the inside, we're not allowing God to do any filling We've never made a time of resolving of saying, God, you have access to me. God, I want you to fill me up. I want to spend time with you. I want to experience you. I want you to work in my life. I want you to come into the inner places. I want you to come into the inner places. God, I give you access. I give you access to do whatever you want to do. You see, Daniel, we can read his story and be like, you know, guy was just awesome. Like, apparently he was superhuman. Apparently he was like, just had it all figured out. And Daniel's life was rough. Look at his situation. He's a teenager. He's a, literally, he's a Middle East refugee. He's been taken out of his homeland. He's in a foreign country. He knows nobody. He's with the king, an evil king. But yet he didn't waver. His resolve was as steadfast as ever. And it gives me so much hope for myself, right? It gives us so much hope for these kids and for the teens and for adults that you and I can choose that for ourselves. We can have that in our life. You see, Daniel was a guy who bucked the system. He didn't just do what everyone else did. He didn't just go, to go along with the crowd. He was a leader. He's the one who said, I want... A challenge right now. I'm not eating that food. Give us the carrots, give us the water, and now God. That's what he was saying. Give us the carrots, give us the water, and now I believe that my God, and I love it's another sermon in a couple weeks, but when they're in the furnace, he just said, I just believe my God's gonna show up. And if he doesn't, we'll be okay. But I just believe that my God is bigger than your God or any of these other gods, and he's gonna show up because now God. But Daniel, and fill in your own name, but Mark, but Bill, but Susie, but Carol, and then now God. I heard one person say the following about Daniel. They said this they said, when the waves of life came crashing down, Daniel decided to go surfing. <laughs> How cool would that be? You said about us when the waves of life, because the waves of life will crash down. You're gonna have hardship in 2023. And there's gonna be things that don't go away your way. There's gonna be just different challenges. But are you gonna resolve right now to say, I'm gonna let God control my life? And I'm gonna allow him to do what only he can do. So when these waves come, and these when they're gonna come, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, but they're gonna come, right? This part of life. There are gonna be maybe relational hardships this year, there could be financial hardships this year, there could be health hardships this year, and if not you, someone you know and love. And will you choose when those waves start coming down? Will you go surfing? You go surfing with God, because now God cling to him, allow him to work from the inside and change you how do we do this? You're like, okay, Mark, I'm up for that. I'm up for a different life. I'm up for transformation this year. I don't want to just conform. I want to be transformed. I don't want to conform. I want to be transformed. How do I do that? Well, I'm going to give you a couple of different ways to do that. And one of those is Alpha. Instead of me talking about Alpha, I want to hear a story from someone who went through Alpha, who just shares the heart of Alpha so well. So would you check out the screen to hear what Danielle has to say? I think that Alpha is a great opportunity for somebody regardless of your background, whether you grew up in the church or grew up with no church background or don't even believe in God. It's such a safe place to come and be vulnerable and be honest about your questions and to have kind of that really transparent communication with people and to ask questions that maybe you haven't felt comfortable asking before. I know for me, it's been a place where I could just be really honest about doubts and concerns I've had and felt really validated, and it was really reassuring to hear that there's other people who have also had those same questions and doubts, and that it's okay, and it's okay to find those answers. Here's what I want us to do, and just humor me, please do this. In the front seat pocket of the row in front of you is a, in the back seat pocket of the row in front of you is a connection card. Would everyone just grab a connection card? You can grab one as a couple. That's fine. If you're online with us, as they're grabbing those cards, because they're all just like, yes, Mark, we'll just humor you, okay? If if you're online, they're going to give you a digital connection card. On the back of that card, there's different decisions. You can, you know, see those but I'm going to give you two choices, and I'd like for all of us today, at least take one of these two choices. One is Alpha. You can mark, send me info about Alpha, or I'm interested in Alpha, or mark comments Alpha. Danielle just said it perfectly. Alpha is a safe place. Alpha is a place that no matter how long or how short you've been following Jesus, or if you're not even interested in following him, or it's the place. I've been through it myself. I've been involved with it for about 20 years, and Every single time I go through it, every single time I watch a video about one of the teaching, God does something in my heart once again. He does something inside again, either in my heart, in my mind. Remember, He's got to do something in you before He does something through you. He's got to do something in you, you can say this out loud, before He does something through you. And that's why we're starting the Alpha for Teens That's why we're doing it again for adults. I would love to see every adult and teenager at some point go through one season of Alpha. We make it so easy for you. It's Wednesday nights. It starts on January 18th. It's from 6 to 7.30. We take care of the kids. We take care of the food. What else is there? We got your kids covered. We got your food covered. You just come in here and you sit down and you can say zero words. This is so cool as an introvert. You can say zero words for 11 weeks and no one will think anything different. You can have some views that maybe are very unique and no one's gonna say, well, you're wrong. It's a place where we process. It's a place where we, get, we build relationships. It's a place where we can just see, like Daniel said, that I'm not the only one. <laughs> That's so good to know in life? I'm not the only one who doubts. I'm not the only one who struggles with X, Y, or Z. I'm not the only one who is uncertain about things. And I'm telling you, there are teenagers who doubt, there are teenagers who struggle, there are teenagers with so many questions. Here's the second thing that we're gonna have. So if maybe you're like, I don't know about Alpha yet, I don't know if I can fit in or whatever, okay. Here's what I want everyone to ideally do this year. Join me on reading the Bible. We're gonna do a one-year Bible challenge. Starting today, what a great day, right? January 1st, perfect, right? And so there's, uh, you can just put on here um, one-year Bible under comments, or you could put O-Y-B, not not O-Bell Beckham Beckham Jr., but one-year Bible, O-Y-B, right? Okay. Um, Or one-year Bible, whatever you want to put on there. Uh, Here's a couple options. One, here's what I'm doing. I'm going to use the Version Bible app. It's the one that looks like the Bible. It says, Holy Bible, and there is the Bible plan we're doing, and you can get your phones out right now. If you're online and get your phones out, that's fine. And it's, you can just search under plans and we'll send all this to you. I think I already did, but I'll send it to you. It's called One Story That Leads to Jesus. It's a one-year Bible reading plan. One Story That Leads to Jesus. It's put on by the Bible Project. There's a video each time. There's Old Testament passages, New Testament passages. One Story That Leads to Jesus. And if you're interested in doing that, just mark that. And here's what I'm going to do. And there's sign-up sheets out there. There's even a paper, there's a paper one you can do if you want to choose that. There's a table out as you're leaving to the right by our next step wall. And then I'm going to put a group together. We're going to put a group together and we're just going to, I'm going to give you some context of things as we're reading it, some questions that go along just to help understand it better. There's a paper version that Jessica Zwolle is going to lead if you don't really do the phone thing or whatever. You can do that one, it's going to be really cool. But I just, here's, here's my heart, just as we, as we wrap up today. Here's my heart. For 2023 as the Valley Church, my heart as your pastor is that you would collide with Jesus, that you would start to love God's word. And that when you would dive into God's word, that you would meet God. And he would reveal himself more to you, which is what he always does. And then he would also reveal what he wants to do in and through you. But Daniel, now God. But Daniel, fill your own name in. But Daniel, and now God. It starts with you and I taking a step. That's the thing about Christianity. We don't just sit there in a lotus position and hum and just, you know, and God just magically makes stuff. That's other, that's not making fun of other, that's, that's other world religions. In Christianity, it's a cooperation. We have to allow God to come in and do what he starts doing within us and then allow him to do what he does. I want to close with this this metaphor. Well, how many of you know what a thermometer is? Raise your hand if you know what thermometer. Some of you are tapping out, so that's why we're doing this exercise, okay? <laughs> Not the kid, no. Just, okay. How many of you know what a thermostat is? Okay. How many of you know the difference between a thermometer and a thermostat? Okay. So here's the deal, right? A thermometer simply reads the temperature, doesn't it? If it's 68 in here, the thermometer says 68. If it gets warmer in here because more people come in and we turn the heat on, the thermometer just goes to whatever the situation says it's going to go to. A thermostat is very different. See, a thermostat is set. A thermostat in some ways has already been resolved. It's, and it's going to then dictate how the temperature goes. And I got thinking about the difference between a thermometer and a thermostat. And I'm like, you know what? In 2023, I want to be a thermostat. I don't want to be a thermometer. I don't want to just go with the flow. I don't want to just follow the crowd. I don't want to just conform. I want to be transformed. I want to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. I want to be transformed by allowing God access into my heart. I want to be transformed by allowing God access into every area of my life my future, my finances, my marriage, my parenting, my leadership of the church, my thought life, every single area I want to give him access so I can be a thermostat. But Mark, thank God. How about you? Are you ready to let him in? There's something neat and exciting about January 1, isn't there? It's fresh, it's a new beginning, it's a new start. What if this was the year that you resolved not to lose weight, which is great, not to exercise more, which is great, not to lose your temper as much, which is really good to not do. What if, you, what if your resolve this year was just to get to know Jesus more and more each day? What if your resolve this year was the decisions that come because we're all going to make decisions. Every day we're going to make decisions, right? Some minor, some really big. What if we resolved in 2020 that God is along for every decision and he's along for every choice and we give him access to everything. We're going to respond here. We're going we're to have a time of response. All the response stations are going to be open. It's, it's why I love all in worship. It's what it's all about frankly, is that you as a family can respond together. There's, there's prayer benches up. There's a prayer station here. Prayer station, maybe just come and pray as a family. There's communion over there. There's one back by the tech booth in the back. And you can receive communion as a family. Here at the Valley, we receive an open communion. You don't have to be a member or a regular tender, You just have to be a follower of Jesus. I'm going to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. What a great way to start the year if you haven't said yes to Jesus. There's candles on both sides. And today I just say, light a candle. If you're going to say, I resolve in 2023 to follow Jesus. And we're going to do that as an individual or as a family. There's a cross. You can put whatever, whatever you want at the feet of Jesus. Maybe for some of you, and I'm going to, I'm going to pray. The band's going to come up while I pray. Um, I'm going to stand you, but maybe for some of you, you're just going to stay seated and you're going to pull out the phone. You're going to start the one-year reading plan today. Or you're going to get out that connection card that maybe you got out, maybe you haven't yet. You're like, I'm going to mark alpha. I'm going to make mark one year Bible reading. This is your time. This is your time to allow God to come in so he can do a work in and through you so that he can do a work through your life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that we would look at the life of Daniel, a teenager, a teenager ripped out of his homeland, out of everything he knew, and then he's going to be reprogrammed into Babylon University where he's going to learn a new language and a new custom and his God is going to try to be put on a back, back burner and Daniel says No. Not going to happen. I know whom I have trusted and I know he is able and I am not going to fail him. I am not going to walk away from him. I have resolved that he is the leader of my life. He is the CEO, he is the general manager and he is the president and I'm following after him. I pray today that we would have the same courage to do that, allow you to do that inner work within us. I pray we have that same courage as husbands, as wives, as moms and dads, as men, as women, as teenagers, as children, no matter what age we are, to say, I'm going to follow after you, God. If you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus, why not today? Quit sitting on the fence. Repent of your sin. Confess it and turn to God. Holy Spirit, come fill this place. And I pray we have a fresh encounter with the living God. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand? As the band leads us in Waymaker, you respond. Respond individually, respond as a family. Quite simply, this is your time. Thanks for joining us today. To stay up to date with our weekly messages, make sure to subscribe and follow us on social media. You can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or download our app to stay connected with all things the Valley. And if today's message impacted you, share it with a friend, because changed lives, change lives.